Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast with me, your host, Charles Wolfork. And of course, we're going to be here with the outstanding Matthew Thomas in the building. But before we uh, get into the podcast, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you're on YouTube. And of course, if you are on any podcast platform, go ahead and buckle up because we are about to go on a wild ride. Now, Matthew Thomas here is uh, in Alberta, or I'm sorry, Calgary, Alberta. He has lived in nine countries, y'all. Former professional soccer player. And now he's coaching coaches in soccer for 16 years in Canada and Europe. He's also coaching with the Alberta Soccer Association and all of Team Canada. Um, he just launched his Coach Matt Leadership Academy, where he's getting leaders to connect with their internal person instead of the external person. Uh, it's about being in alignment with the inner you, leading and supporting. And of course, you know, soccer is a great job and all, but the most important job is him being the father of two adorable daughters, 9 and 11. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Matthew Thomas. What's up, Matthew? Oh, my word. After that, I'm just like, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm amazing. Thank you for having me, Charles. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Looking Absolutely. forward to it. Absolute pleasure, man. I'm telling you, listen, if you ever need somebody to announce you when you come in your whenever you come into a room, I got you. I got you. Sold. Sold. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Hey, so let's go ahead and get to like, all right. So when you started, when did you start playing soccer? Um, I actually started playing individually. Um, I was always playing from a young age, from six or seven, just in the backyard. Um, uh, my family didn't have the resources to put me on a, a team. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't actually play until I was around 12 mm -hmm. in a formal team with other players, other kids. Um, and then by 15, you know, I was signing with my first professional club. So, you know. Bruh, bruh, bruh hold on, bruh. You told me, you just told me that you started playing, like, organized soccer at 12? Yeah. So you must have been a natural if you were playing professional by 15. Yeah, yeah just loved it. It, it was, you know, the, the ball was my friend, my girlfriend, everything. Um, <laughs> and in the backyard, I would just, just constantly hours and hours with it. And then... Um, you know, back in those days, the black and white TV and you had the the, the aerial you had to fix so it stays under, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was my whole background into just enjoying the game yeah. individually, you know. And then by 12, I just went after it. And yeah, three years later, I'm, I'm signing a contract. So crazy story. That is outstanding. First of all, 12, you look like you're 34, okay? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Black and white TV? That just, that don't, that, it doesn't register to me, man. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that black don't crack is the C, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A good, good little while ago. <laughs> hey, so, so, um, what, what team did you sign with when you were 15? And like... Warsaw. Like, Warsaw. Um, it's a yeah, Warsaw FC. It's a team in England. Um, so I signed with them, and it was um, it was crazy because I went from you know being at school to now being in a house with six other players, having our own um, 
uh, cooks, all that stuff, right? And it's just a whole nother level, right? You go from just being in school to now being at a professional club. So your life just changes very, very quickly and you've got to learn to deal with it, you know? Wow, for sure. So you started playing with Warsaw. How long did you play with Warsaw? Well, I was there until, um, what was it, three, three, four years? Wow, very Three, cool. four years, yeah. And then obviously after that, I had a few injuries and then I went into other clubs. But yeah, that was my first, first, yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. And yeah. how, how was the experience? Okay, so first and foremost, you're a, you're still a boy when you move out of the house like that. And all of a sudden yeah. you're a man probably making not, if not, if not just much, maybe more money than your parents. How did that feel in that transition and everything? Well, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's, you know, the good thing about it was, um, and I'd say this to anyone is you gotta have a good circle around you. You gotta know who you are. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of those days it was, yeah, the family, I was missing my family and everything, but mm-hmm. it's easy to get lost because you're playing for a professional club now and the pressure is immense. Um, you know, so, but I love pressure. I thrive on pressure. So for me, dealing with pressure was, was, um, it was challenging. I loved it when there's other people struggled with it. And mm-hmm. obviously when people struggle with certain things, they turn to other things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's great when it's going good and when it's not going good, you've got to have that good circle around you. And, and importantly, love yourself and know who you are because there's so many factors that can break you down in an instant. Yeah. hundred percent. Who was a part of that good circle for you and how did they encourage you? Well, my circle was just my upbringing, um, having having loving parents, grandparents, um, who no matter, I went through a lot of, let's uh, say from the age of six or seven, I was, I was, you know, the environment I was living in England um, didn't wait until I was 10 or 12. It presented racism to me from the age of six and seven. So from that age, I'd already started to deal with a few things and not only deal with it, but started to learn how to navigate it. So... By the time I was getting it later at 13, 14, 15, 16, I'd already learned how to navigate it and, and remember who I am and what I represent. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was uh, it was more a foundation that was put in me from a young age that allowed me then to go through the journey and adapt but cope with it um, to a degree because I was already exposed from it from a younger age. Uh, yeah, real talk, like when you're being called names or when you're when you have a depiction that's a public depiction from people and they don't know how to see you or they see you as something that you're not you really have to be in touch with the person that you are it's the same thing over here in america too you know um like when it comes to, to racism um I, I, I know who I am and like I used to overcompensate because I'm like I gotta be extra nice you know what I mean in order to not to seem like that angry black guy but all in all I could just be me and and I learned that in my late 20s that I don't have to overcompensate for anything people are gonna like the ones that are gonna love me are gonna love me and those who don't don't, don't know me you know what I mean yeah yeah I'm, I'm I'm exactly the same, Charles, and I, I've always been. And you know, like I said the other day, every, I get up with an abundance of love in my heart, no matter mm-hmm. what I've gone through, because I'd love to leave this world in a better place than when I came into it. Yeah. Um, but I think you know that internal knowing who you are and, and, and investing in yourself um, from an early age really helps, because now 
no matter what you say to me, depending on how I feel about myself, depends on how much power I give you with what you're saying to me. Real talk. Uh, very true. Very true. So how did you invest in yourself? Let's look back on history. Um, how did we get to this part? Um, when you look back on history and how people um, went through what they went through to mm-hmm. give me and many others the opportunity to be here today, yeah. how dare, how dare I take that for granted and say, well, well, you know, it's okay. I'm, you know, so I looked on that as, you know, people died for me to be where I am today. Yeah. So I've got to keep that, that, that fight going, but maybe let's address it a lot different now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can build for a better future. Amen. And we will. Was, we was, will, it, so. was there something specific that like, like really inspired you to, to go out there and to, to do your best and to, to live that dream? You know what I mean? And, and with that hope that they had, you know, and, and really carry on that legacy. Yeah. Well, one of, there's a few things, but one was, um, you know, they were prepared to die for, a better future for those to come. And that always resonates with me. They were prepared to die for a better future for others to come. Mm-hmm. Um, two, every day I get up, and I think I said it when we got on this, every day I get up and I'm breathing and I can see it's a blessing. So how, yeah, if I've been given today to live, um, I'm going to treat it like, as I say my my bio, I'm going to make today so awesome that t- uh, yesterday was jealous. And that is how I live my life. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. living in that that state of gratitude, that state of gratitude, yeah. appreciation, yeah. Um, admiration, and reverence for the people that came before you. Yeah. Wow, that's a big driver for you, huh? Hmm. Massive. Okay. Massive. Wow. So, so did you always like, and you carried that since you were fifteen years old, or did you develop that a lot more when you became an adult? Um, you, you develop it more and more as you go along, right? Because now you're mm-hmm. interacting with people more, you're learning. Um, having lived in different countries helped me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, having, you know, this is going to sound strange, but having conversations with um, people who generally had hate for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had people throwing bananas at me, spitting at me, and I'd say, hey, all right. I get where you're coming from. Let's have a conversation about this. And then all of a sudden someone's like, what, what, what? You're not going to come out with me to hate? And I'm like, no, I can give you a hug or we can have a conversation. And really diving into, and not everyone was okay with having a conversation, but when you talk to a few people and really unpacked some of the the surface stuff, you know, it was interesting. Um, They were just taught to, um, to hate. They had no idea. You know what I mean? So when you dived in deeper, um, you could see that there's, there is hope for this world if we take the time to really dive in and get to know one another, regardless of, you know, someone saying something, our natural reaction is to go back and the energy that they've given us. But hey, mm-hmm. again, you can only hurt me so much depending on how much power I give you. So if I don't give you the power, but I know who I am, but mm-hmm. I'm prepared to invest some time in you, because again, if I invest some time in you, the hope is later on is to have that ripple effect. So maybe there'll be something within the conversation that you'll say, you know what? That person was right. I've been wrong this whole time. And even if it's one person, that person goes on to and spreads that message to. We're heading in the right direction. Hey, 
Amen. Oh, I'm sorry if you could hear the typing in no, your No, head. no, 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 that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Amen. Oh my gosh. So what I I'm just taking notes here because I want to get everything that you're saying. So yeah. you know, you said that as far as what you learned about human beings, you know, what I mean, you learned that uh there's a you can have a hope for a better humanity through conversation and communication. And also that you can't combat hate with uh, that you can't combat hate with hate. You got to do it with love, just like Dr. Martin Luther King said. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. now, can we do it in this? In this, you know, instead of how it was with with Dr. King, can mm -hmm. we now look at it from a, a different perspective and, and and tackle it a different way? Instead of being aggressive, not to say we were aggressive, mm -hmm. uh, but instead of being aggressive, like I said, you know, I've said to someone, "Come here, I, I'll give you a hug," and they're like, "What? They're just <laughs> they're thrown off because mm -hmm. that's not the norm." Yeah. The norm's normally like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like no, mm -hmm. let's take this down. I'll give you a hug. Let's have a chat. Are you open to just let me know where the hate's come from? I'm opening to listening and you sharing and just having a discussion. And someone's like, well, no one's ever said that to me before. Yeah. Wow. So they already had these preconceived notions because of whatever they learned before. Yeah. And then you come to them like a human being, like a loving yeah. human being. Yeah. And they're like, well, damn! <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was prepared to fight. I was. I have more bananas in the bag. Like you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what, and it makes it worse when I'm eating the bananas. A hundred percent. So, like, yeah. so what else did you learn? Uh, so, after you was a help the person um, with their anger and uh, subside all of that, uh, what else did you learn about human beings through those conversations as well? that were unique and beautiful um individually right it's uh so i think sometimes society like supports into boxes and this and that but you know what mm -hmm. take everyone for who they are because they are beautiful as they are mm. so you learn uh, more about compassion empathy and acceptance yeah yeah, yeah. You, you know it's um yeah when you just look at when you look at the, that lens from that kind of standpoint um, it's just a beautiful thing. I've seen people who have amazing, amazing hearts, mm -hmm. but financially or they're living in countries that it's so hard, but they don't allow that environment to dictate who they still are within. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's not about your externals, what you got about you. It's not about internally what you believe in and what you portray. So I love, you know, the, the blessings of living in nine countries and really seeing hardship. But seeing how people carry love through that hardship, um, it would be ignorant of me to then come back to a lot of the environments I'm in where people have stuff in abundance. And yeah. be like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 100%. So that's what I've, I've really learned a lot. And like I said, every day is a blessing. And um, yeah, if I, if, I, if I get like, you know, I'm on this call with Charles right now. Like, this is huge, <laughs> right? It's um, I don't take it for granted, right? Because... Yeah. I'll go and tell people and boast about you and maybe you're going to talk. And this is the, the love that spreads within that ripple. So, you know. Amen. Amen. I, I see that you take on that as a, as a huge responsibility. So um, I played, you played proper football. You know what I mean? I played, I played American football and okay. I played American football until I was 20 years old. And then I herniated three discs in my lower back. Oh, and wow. after and then after a couple ep epidurals, I finally gave the game up and I had this moment where I wasn't an athlete anymore. I was just a student. And with that transition, 
I drink more. I wasn't even a drinker, but I drank more. Uh-huh. I, I, I smoked a weed more uh-huh. and I just didn't seem as focused. I had like an identity crisis of like, who am I now, now that I'm not this athlete? Yeah. And wh- how do I occupy my time since I already had bad habits in the first yeah. place, right? Yeah. Like, how did, what was that transition like from you being a player and, and where soccer's huge in yeah. the, you know what I mean, professional, yeah. um, um, uh, the professional platform there uh, yeah. to now not being a player and, you know, just being a, a person that used to play? Yeah, it was hard. I'm not going to lie to you, Chad. It was hard because you're going from an environment where I, I'll break it down to a few simple things. Like you go in a nightclub um, and as soon as you go in a nightclub, because uh, the bouncers know who you play for and who you are, you know, it's VIP. And then, you know, straight away, they're like, oh, you know, can we get your company and all of that? And not to say that was the height, the, the highs of, but that was the life and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're, you're, you're getting to drive cars that, you know, you possibly can't afford, but you're getting to drive them because for the company that you're driving them for, it's great advertisement. Mm-hmm. So then to go from being in that world, um, being in that world to now figuring out what is it you want to do that you have a passion for doing? Because mm-hmm. up until that stage, that was my passion. The only thing I loved, I cared about. Mm-hmm. And then when the doctors tell you, you can't do it again because of the, you know, your body now, you've got to move on. So, it was hard, but there was time where there were dark days, I'm not going to lie as well, because back in those days, there weren't psychologists to help you through that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now there's an individual psychologist with every player. Um, if, if you go, if that happens to you now um, mm-hmm. in today's society, but mm-hmm. um, th- then um, I went back in history again. I'll be honest with you. I went back in history. I went back what people went through again and said, okay, um, what can I do that? I will love doing, I'm yeah. passionate about, mm-hmm. and that will contribute to spreading that love piece on the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what I went. So going back in history helped me move forward. Um, I had to take a step back in order to take a step forward, if that makes sense. I love it. I love it. Just the amount of respect and honor that you, you give the, our ancestors is yeah. fantastic, man, because... I mean, it's it's easy to forget when you're <clears throat> when you're stuck in like modern day um, entertainment and when you're just doing your thing, you know what I mean? And living in, yeah. in this moment. Yeah. But for you to go back and really recognize what others have, have gone through is oh, just inspiring, yeah. man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, even when you look on that bridge where Dr. King crossed that bridge, it wasn't just all black people. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't. And that's the beauty. And that's why I tell people now they're like, well, it was all black people. I was like, no, really go back and look. You had different nationalities on that bridge that were prepared to go with Dr. King, even though they possibly had a privilege of they don't have to go through that. Mm-hmm, they still mm-hmm. went through it. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's everyone's got a beautiful heart. We've just got to unravel it and, and help them see it within themselves sometimes, you know? You got to help people drop that baggage, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. At the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, how old were you when you started coaching? How old? Um, 20, 21. 21. So, you get right into coaching. 
Yeah, it was just, you know what, I happened to, um, I fill in for a few people. I started Mm -hmm. coaching, I started coaching kids and I'm like, damn, this is fun. (laughs) But not only did I enjoy it, I could see the kids. um, It was twofold. Like they were having so much fun, they didn't want to go. And I'm like, parents, (laughs) come get your damn kids. You know what I mean? But but it was still fun. Yeah. Uh And then, um, and then I kept doing it, kept doing it. And then there was a breaking point for me. Um. I think it was when I, either just before I got to Canada or when I was in England, um, there was a few kids who were getting abused. Mm. And I remember one of them saying to me, um, many years later, after, you know, I guess the the parents were locking the child in the cupboard three, four times a week. And I found out about this late on and all of that. And then many years later, I had the chance to meet the child. And I was, just, I was so embarrassed because I'm like, I'm the coach. I'm the grown-up in your life. and mm-hmm. one of the grown-ups. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I, I could have done more. And he says, you know what? Coach, that 60, 70 minutes that we had with you once a week or twice a week, um, that was the best thing I had to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So from there, my mantra was, okay, Instead of me affecting 16 players now that I'm coaching, how can I affect more? Mm. And that's when I made the transition to go from coaching players to now coaching coaches. Because for every one coach who's coaching 18 players, Mm -hmm. if I have two, three, four, five, then I'm affecting more players indirectly by going through the coach. So if those coaches are going out now and creating the best environment possible, I'm now affecting more kids. Amen. Amen. So what is... So what's the most important thing that you love to coach other coaches? Um, I just love, you know what? It's like watering, watering a plant. I'm mm-hmm. watching them. I'm, I'm watching them spring because we give them a framework, but we mm-hmm. say, put your personality in it. Of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Go out and have fun. There's going to be things you're, you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Learn from it. Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable mm-hmm. as an adult. Um, and just remember you're impacting lives. Right. Not every child who's coming to your training session when they leave are going back to a safe environment at home. So any environment you are running, run it to the best of your ability because you just never know when those kids leave you mm-hmm. where they're going afterwards. Yeah. So that's the joy for us and checking in with coaches later on and saying, how's it going? You know? Real talk. Real talk. Now you are launching Coach Mass Leadership Academy. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's it's you probably got a good sense of what I'm really passionate about, and that's yeah. the internal. Mm-hmm. So it's um, you know, we have a lot of leaders out there who um great, they know how you know it's about making money and blah 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 blah, but they don't generally connect with their team mm-hmm. as human beings. They, they connect with their team as um we have a rust of 20, a rust of 50 people working for us, but have they they haven't really connected? So it's it's um it's getting them to, to be more aware of how to connect when you're leading a team, mm-hmm. how to connect when you're supporting individuals who are part of a team because mm-hmm. everyone learns different. Um, it's getting leaders to recognize that. Um, yeah, you're in charge of a team, but there's individuals, every individual on that team makes up the team, but they are different. They're never the same. So we've got to, we've got to get back to diving in and that could be, you know, um, when you're coming in the morning, how, you know, how was last night? How was how's the family doing? How was your driving? Um, I know my driving to work as a black man was always different to someone else who was coming in. And, you know, um, just being aware of that as a leader is, is very important because me coming into the office, the first thing is I could 
distressed because of the journey I've just had because I've been followed by the police for the last 25 minutes, even though I haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. So my coming in compared to someone else's coming in um, could be vastly different. But mm -hmm. if, when you have someone who genuinely cares about you and you and the inside, you can start the day off on a high because you genuinely care about someone. You, you're checking in with them to make sure they are okay. You know, so that's what the academy is going to be about is um, just really connecting with all the individuals inside, um, being the best they can be, being supported, and then obviously being the best team that ever. So that's, that's, that's where it's about, um, yeah, that kind of leadership more than the stats and all that stuff. Man, you make me want to be a soccer coach and I don't even know how to play soccer, man. <laughs> like, damn. Like, go out there and make a difference too, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're so <laughs> kind, Carl. You're, you're kind. Thank you. But no, but, but that's the, the, the biggest thing is like, you never know who you're going, like, you never know who you're making the biggest impact on, especially yeah. when it comes to those kids out there. But yeah. I mean, so for you, what you're coaching the coaches, um, is it like, all right, so the leadership academy is for coaches that are coaching the younger players? No, leadership academy is for, for adults who are team, team leads or managers or whoever who are running a team. Gotcha. Who are lead, sorry, leading a team, not running, leading a team. Gotcha. Um, so it's for those individuals um, who are just, you know, leading teams and, um yeah, like I said, uh, we want, you know, to get people to start connecting inside and being aware of certain things and this and that. And, you know, um, like it could be something as simple as, um, you know, having a having a, a, a team function um, on a day when probably a couple of your team members um, are on a Ramadan. It's being aware of simple things mm. like that because we're so ignorant sometimes to it that people just generally don't know. So our role... Uh, in the leadership academies to highlight a lot of that. So when you're planning stuff, you're more aware of it. You're more conscious of it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, instead of using the word "you cheeky monkey" in the office, can we rephrase that to something else? Because that word to a lot of other people is offensive. Mm -hmm. So again, it's that's what we talk about in the internal piece, yeah. right? Yeah. Connecting, being aware of someone else's culture, being aware of someone else's feelings, being aware. Yeah of how you show up, how yeah. you show up in order to um, positively affect that person and make that person feel as comfortable as possible and let them know that you care. Amen. That, that is it. Yes. Right there, Charles. Yes. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So it's not about having them connect with the internal person of themselves, but the internal person of that other person instead of just yes. them. Uh, yes. And you know what? Teaching a leadership like that, teaching a philosophy like that yeah. will have a, a better team in the long run. Because once uh, uh, once you once a player knows that a coach cares, they'll run oh, a brick wall for them. That's what I'm saying. So all of a sudden now you'll get people doing things because one day the trust is there, the belief is there. And, and you know what? You don't have to tell me I'm on it already. I was on it two weeks ago. You know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. now... You've built that up, right? It's not yeah. a thing of all. Oh, I got. I'll, I'll just carry on doing the minimum. Now we've gone past that because we've connected with them inside. Right? Outstanding, hey, amen. Good stuff, man. That is, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. Thank uh, you. Okay, then. And how long you been in Alberta? Oh, 13, 14 years now. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so did you move over there for a gig for a job? Um, I, I originally came to Canada because my mom died at 40, um, 46. Mm. Um, my condolences. Then, no, thank you. And then when she died, I was like, you know what? I've lived in nine countries. Let me try something different. And it was like, Canada was it. And I uh, came to Toronto, was mm-hmm. living in Toronto. Um, met my uh, ex-wife. Um, and we were going back and forth from Toronto to Alberta. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, I'm like, Alberta, I've never heard of it. The only <laughs> time I knew Alberta was from, um, what was it, from the movie Cool Runnings, right? <laughs> where the, where the, where that was it, <laughs> where they did the Olympics or something. I'm yeah, like, okay. exactly. And then, um, yeah, came out here, made it work. And yeah, I have two, that's when my two beautiful daughters were created here in Alberta and I haven't left here since. So yeah, that was how my journey ended from England straight to, to Alberta, Canada. So Canada is, is, is home now. Yeah, definitely home. Definitely yeah. home. Yeah, definitely home. And um, I love it. Yeah. Beautiful, man. That's awesome, yeah. bro. What an yeah. honor to speak to you, man. man. Yeah. You're awesome. The, oh, thank you. Of course, dog, man. Um, so today on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, you chose to release anger. Now, yes. why did you say you want to release anger today? Because um, as much as I, I carry love in my heart and I still have a, you know, that, that you know, I'm a human being, right? It's uh, that, that anger a little bit of, I've seen where we are as society sometimes and that, 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 you know, it's hard inside, right? It's hard. It's the anger inside. Uh, it's not anger towards one Pacific, but just a society, right? Like we mm-hmm. can do better. Come on, you know, and it's the anger inside that's been built up over many years you know a hundred percent the um the anger i definitely felt anger when i watched the video of of george floyd um being strangled to death that was something that i it was something that made me feel hopeless and that that sadness turned into anger very fast you know what i mean like we gotta do something blah 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 they can't do this to us um yeah i could definitely see why um anger uh, and have you felt this way for a long time oh yeah yeah <laughs> which is probably not healthy but it's it's I've, I've been blessed in a sense that i've put it in a place and it hasn't crept out or whatever but it's there yeah you know? yeah um would you say that what way did it show up when you were when you were giving people these hugs and eating the bananas that they threw, uh, threw at you, like how did, how did it show up back then? Well, it showed up a little bit. Um, it showed, you know, it, it did show up, but again, it showed up internally. Mm. I never allowed it to show up externally. Mm-hmm. So even though I was prepared to have this conversation and all that stuff internally, it was eating at me as well um, because, you know, you've got someone um, who you're thinking, dude, we're a human being. Like, what, what are we, what, what is this? You know, mm-hmm. so internally it was there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what you're doing to other folks isn't always reciprocated and you're, you're taking it on a grand scale over there in England as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, massive. Mm-hmm. Massive. Yeah. It's, um, it was, it was, it was hard. It still is as we can see judging by events a few days ago, um, which that's, again, boiled up some anger in me again, right? Where, you know, um, for your, your, your audience who are going to be watching, um, 
there was three penalties that were um, three black players under the squad who unfortunately didn't score. Um, and within hours after the game had finished, um, there's you know video footage of black people at the stadium being attacked. Um, I even got one of my family members sent me a video of, again, it was like being back in the day with the Klan, where four white people were holding this person, dragged him down to the water and threw him in the water. And we're talking like, you know, not in the 50s, or we're talking like a few days ago, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, so again, that resurfaced um, a lot of the anger, right? Yeah. How do, how do you express or how have you expressed your anger before in the past? Like talking about it or so on and so forth? Just locking myself away. Mm. Locking myself away um, because there hasn't been that many people that I trust to talk to. Yeah. So I'm um, locking myself away, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's trapped in there. It's trapped in there. You got a good cap yeah. on it. You, yeah. Yeah. You, tight. You, <laughs> like this is years of training right here, Charles. <laughs> this is not going nowhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. All right. So, what is something else that um has made you angry? Um, so we can do a before and after of the match. Yeah, just um, just being not looked upon as a human being. Yeah, as a person, should I say? Just, yeah, just, yeah. Um, being looked upon as an object or someone walking around with um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, 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 yeah, I can't pull into words, but just yeah, not as, as a as a person. Simple enough, bro. You know, it's so crazy. So. The thing about this um, whole exercise is that it can go as deep as you want it to go and Uh you can go where you need to go in order to heal. And it's generational pain that we're feeling when we do have that anger or that sadness or even that fear. Speaking of fear, when I released fear, I had to go. It was I knew it was generational. So I had to go back to. Um, the fear that a runaway slave had. And he, I, I envisioned a runaway slave that was running through some tall grass. The hounds and the slave catchers were behind him. It's dark. He doesn't really know where he's, he's got a sense of where he's going, but doesn't have a, like, doesn't really know where he's going. And all of a sudden he falls in the tall grass and he's paralyzed. And it's like that feeling of, do, what what do I do? Do uh-huh. I get up and run? Do I stay here and hide? Uh-huh. Like I'm or I'm just caught. You know what I mean? That fear. The dogs are still barking behind them. The, the slave catcher is snarling and angry. And I had to go there. And what I learned was that 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 my ancestor, if he had gone through that, he survived. He was strong enough and, and and he had the wherewithal to escape from that situation. He had the bravery and the vision to go out on his own and leave everything that he ever knew because he knew that there was a, a different and a better way. And that I have that in my DNA. I have that within me. Uh-huh. So everything that he went through he was able to go through that and still make it to where he could find freedom. Mm 
And that sense of freedom was stronger than any type of fear. And with me having that within me, I can overcome absolutely anything. And that just helped me release so much. But also, it went a little deeper. I just didn't look at it from the um, my ancestors' um, point of view, but also from the slave catchers' point of view. And I noticed that we're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. And that ignorance is the worst epidemic on earth. And that for someone to be ignorant enough to think that they're better than someone and not to see someone as a human being, it wasn't, isn't because of that person is because of how that person was raised and programmed and brainwashed, uh-huh. really uh-huh. brainwashed. Uh-huh. And also how, how pathetic is it that that person turned to being a slave catcher for a job when he felt like he couldn't do anything else. He's in a very dire situation uh-huh. where it's almost like, um, what's it called indentured servitude, uh-huh. you know, it's where he's uh-huh. living for someone else and on uh-huh. someone else's land in order to enslave people. Yeah. What, a, what like that's that's a crappy lifestyle. Uh-huh. So I felt sad for that person. I felt bad for that person that they don't know they don't have any type of love in their heart and they'll never experience that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's uh it's definitely something that runs deep. But I know that on the on the other side that you can get rid of it as well. Yeah, you know what? Just hearing that, Charles is is is. Uh, I think just having this conversation is is uh, indirectly doing it anyway. <laughs> I'm serious. Like just hearing that, and then um, the the two the, the the two viewpoints there just huge. Um, so just hearing what I was just hearing there was helping me straight away with things I've been thinking mm-hmm. or feeling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, indirectly you were just. You're just right there. I'm, I'm keeping it real. I'm like, damn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can go. You can go deep. You got to go as deep as you need to in order to release that stuff and, and change yeah. the whole mindset around it. So let's let's get into it, that. man. Yeah. Um, all right. In order for this to be a very profound experience, you just got to do three things. Number one, okay. you got to use your imagination. Yeah. Got to okay. follow, follow directions, which is most important. If you, yeah. do your, if you do your own thing, you're going to screw it up. Make sure that I've refined this whole system because, I mean, I want it to be as easily and, and effortless for you as possible. Okay. Um, so, yeah, follow directions. And then number three is to trust the process. Know that I'm your guy right. and I'm going to be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and create your timeline. With your timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. If you were to know, where's your past? Behind me. Where's your future? Did you say I only had the three? Not for your not for your future. Okay. In front. Okay. Um let's get into it. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this? anger today and for you to be aware of it consciously yep what is the root cause of this problem the f- the first event which when disconnected will cause this problem to disappear if you were to know when was the first time that you felt anger between the ages of birth and seven how old were you 
Six. Six. Uh, do you have a specific event in mind? Um, yeah, someone uh, looking at me and then moving away from me um, at six years old. And I was very, yeah, yeah. white. Yeah, yeah. All right. You can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process. Yep. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt anger when you were just a little kid. And just hover over that little kid. Let me know when you can see that little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now, stay right there and just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Yeah. Awesome. Now, the most important thing about this whole experience is the learnings. Now, with your eyes closed and you floating above that little boy, tell me, what did you learn? It's okay. It's okay. That's right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. Okay. All right. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, float deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Okay. Yeah. And as you float there, weightless, in space. Ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They're not there. Awesome. Now, float down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They're not there. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Okay. Listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt anger from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the anger all the way back to now. And don't come back to now until all the anger is gone. And when all the anger is gone, you let me know. Okay. All gone? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Float down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to close my eyes again. <laughs> you say what again? I want to close my eyes again. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought it felt so good to meditate. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. 
Awesome. Do you smell bacon? Bacon? No. <laughs> I asked that to help you break state. No worries. <laughs> Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. Feel the old emotion? Yeah, of anger. No. Yeah. No. Awesome. No. I don't know if I'm meant to be, but I don't. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> okay. work if you do. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. <laughs> I want you to imagine going out into the future. Yeah. To an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt inappropriate or unwarranted anger, but it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. No. Congratulations. You just released a bunch of anger. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love that. That was, um, wow. Yeah, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. That was crazy. <laughs> so tell, tell the audience, audience how, how it feels. It feels amazing. It feels amazing. You've took me along a journey and helped me look at things um, in a various amounts of ways, release things that I never knew I could. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel like I've put on a new suit mm. if that makes sense mm -hmm. you know I feel like I've put on a new suit like I'm, I'm really digging deep as I'm talking to you mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. where I knew where it, the anger was hanging out mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't find it in there you know what I mean like, mm. yeah. yeah as I'm talking to you I'm digging deep within me because I'm like I know it was down this corridor you know what I mean but I yeah. can't but, but I know why, because of what we've just done and the way you did it in um, bringing me to where you just brought me. Um, I, I, you know, when I just thought about that six-year-old, um, I just needed a hug. And I didn't know that until we just did what we just did. Mm, just needed a little love. Like, yeah, didn't, so I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Hey, that's deep right there. They're like, I got chicken skin. I got chicken skin. Yeah, I got, okay. yeah. I, hey. yeah. So, so, um, that hug. So you gave him that hug of love and you told him what you need to tell him. You told him that he's beautiful. Yeah. And that it's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 And that's what I have written down as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't realize I've never, again, I'm, I'm going to be 40, you know, 40 something this year. Um, that, that six year old just needed a hug. Yeah. And with that six-year-old needing a hug, how did that? How did that help you release it? Like, is that is that that's something that you didn't get back then? No. See, no, didn't. So again, within what you've just done is help me identify. Mm -hmm. Identify. Come up with something I can relate to mm -hmm. and then be okay to say, now you can go. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause it, it, I guess it hadn't gone because I hadn't connected with it in the way that you just made it happen. 
but now I, I I feel like I've just you know it's like letting the the birds and then I've they've gone right they're free to go and with with the blessing of it's okay now right yeah I don't need to hold on to you because I'm still missing certain things it's okay I'm 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 okay so I yeah. love that. That was really good, Charles. Really good. Scary. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to lie, because I was like, okay, where are we going with this? But, <laughs> holy crap. Like, that was good. That yeah. was good. And I'm not, for anyone listening out there, again, that's the the mindset I've always, always um, tune in deep with yourself as well, especially and trusting someone like yourself to do that. Because, again, um, I didn't know where we were going with it, and I trusted you. And um, I'm really happy that you brought me somewhere along different timelines in my life help me connect within those timelines and then release mm-hmm. within those timelines and i've never never had that so thank you because mm-hmm. it's always been bottled up you you're like yeah i've never let go because i've never had the process to let go mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Right, and you've you've just made all of that within what you just did was um, the floating was amazing, um, and then coming down, swooping down, and connecting with that timeline and connecting with that event was uh, I love that. Yeah. What other events did you have to go to to in order to release anger along your timeline? Um, later ones, later ones in more in my adulthood. Yeah. Um, once I. Once that one was, it started to release from the six-year-old, um, then I just had to readjust a few others later on because those ones later on were a lot different to the one at six. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it more about forgiveness or acceptance or both? Acceptance. Acceptance, yeah. Acceptance. And with, with a little bit of the other as well, but definitely acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. What did you have to accept? Yeah, just there was a few things there, but more. I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And, that, and people are like, what do you mean you are, you are? But just accept who I am. Um, I'm unique in who Matt Thomas is and, 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 and just accept that. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. accept that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was good. Awesome. Um, what did you like as far as the things that you wrote down? What did you write down that that taught you or helped you release? And then it, maybe it can help someone else out there as well. Yeah. Um, revisiting. Like I said, never. You know, I might say in my head, I've thought about the past, but thinking about the past and doing it the way you just did it is two different things mm-hmm. and i i love the fact that like I, I can think in the past and go straight eye level to something mm-hmm. whereas coming down from floating above and coming down is completely different and was more relatable mm-hmm. compared to me straight away thinking of something and seeing it from my eye eye perspective i you know so whether that makes sense but yeah. that was huge huge yeah. um I, I, we just talked about accepting um hugging um, beautiful as I am, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and knowing it will be okay. Yes, yes, that it'll be okay. That will be, it will be okay because yeah, from the age of six, I never knew if it was going to be okay. 
Mm-hmm. Remember, I knew how to handle something, but I never knew just because you're handling it, it doesn't that doesn't still quantify within yourself if it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um again for your listeners reading that, that's what I really mean by if it's okay. Wow. And and one of the the main values and principles for you that you had with people um, that you have for humanity and uh, the conversations from earlier is that you had a hope of a better humanity. Yeah. Yeah. So now yeah. it seems like as though that's with you seeing it all be okay to just it kind of instills that just a little bit more or enriches that as well. Yeah, definitely. It will be okay. Right. Yeah. Whether you've just used the word there, hope, whether now I feel like, it will be. I'm oh. not hoping. Yeah. It will be. So the hope turned into a faith. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's what's yeah. Up. yeah. Um, was there a visceral feeling like in, in the body? Did you feel like something go like from anything go like, ah, like tense to go away and just re- during the release? No, I, I didn't. To be honest with you, I just, it, okay. the connection felt amazing. It just felt, to, to go from different different time zones to me, that child, to then from that child working my way up, just felt so effortlessly in the floating. I, I love that. I, like I said, I love the floating. Because yeah. that just, for me, that was like, yeah, I love that. Because um, I was just stooping down into that timeline, to that action. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so good. Yeah. And like it, you said, and like you said, you usually see things from a first person point of view when you visit yeah. something. So when you embody it, you're embodying yeah. that and the emotion all over again. You're reliving yeah. it from yeah. that person. But when you're looking at it from an yeah. observer type of perspective, the third yeah. person point of view, you're looking at not just the person that hurt you, but also you're looking at yourself so you can empower yourself with love and wisdom and, and gratitude and empower that, that the young man and also look at that other person from a humanity perspective as well mm-hmm. and be able to accept that person in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. Um, it's so interesting because I've never, never encountered anything like this. So that was really huge. <laughs> and the fact that you, you mentioned the two, the, 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 the two viewpoints from before we started. Mm-hmm. So when you are floating like that and now when you're coming, it's not, like I said, from the eye looking at someone else, you're actually from above. It's, mm-hmm. it's so clearer. Um, mm-hmm. So clearer. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to, it's not hard, but that was good, man. That was good. That, just, that was, uh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> you just got to, you just got to experience it is what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And trust, right? I yes. trusted you and you took me along that journey because, like I said, you know, um, I didn't know where we were going with it. So anyone for your, you know, your, your listeners going, oh, I've done this before. I don't know I haven't done that before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I'm glad you said to trust yes. because I was like, all right, I'm going to trust him. Thank you. And it's not about how I look on here or how I sound. It's about I'm going to trust you and let's just, just get into it. Yeah. And sometimes... Um, you know, you've got to unreal, you get get into those, you know, as we say, sometimes it's just like the uncomfortable positions. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? In order for to heal and release and all that, we've got to get in there, right? And the way you allowed me to get in there from the way you brought it in was was huge. So thank you. And that's the thing too, like you know, when we're going upon our timeline and visiting times that made us feel negative emotions, those those aren't necessarily comfortable times no. either no. you know no. very uncomfortable times in yeah. which we were hurting a lot yeah. on the inside yeah. and have these deep internal wounds so it's uncomfortable at first but it's worth it yeah it's worth it to visit that you know yeah. with the proper instruction and with this technique because with you being disassociated from it you're not in that deep amount of emotion anymore but also you get to observe it you get to take the learnings that you need from it and then you get to release it. So it yeah. it, it, it is uncomfortable, but you become very comfortable afterwards. <laughs> Quite comfortable. Oh, it's crazy. As you're talking now, you know, like I'm even, because I've written down these things now, I'm going to actually put them on a, and then put them in a frame and put them up. So again, mm. it keeps me, you know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's I love awesome. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. Thank you so much for trusting me, man. I appreciate it. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, oh gosh, just mm-hmm. what a great podcast! I, I I really like. You don't know how much this means to me, man. Thank you. Oh, uh, well, you're, you're you're amazing as you are and what you do as well. So, um, and again, I I, I send you all the love. Uh, keep blessing people, keep touching people, and uh, keep shining, man, and, and do new. You know, so I love that. Same to you, brother. Same to you, man. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what is one more thing that you can tell this audience? Like one more word of wisdom. Trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. Yeah. Yeah. Trust the process because you've just took me on. Again, I'm in my forties. You've just you've done something to me. Then you've helped me release something that I've been that's been in me since the age of six. Carrying you know? around, carrying around for a while. Yeah. So trust the process. Whether you know it or you don't, trust the process. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and thank all you guys out there who tuned in to the Drop Your Baggage podcast. I really appreciate you all as well for showing love with your attention. Please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you tuned in. Um, man, you guys can always find me at charleswolfork.com if you want to sign up for your own demonstration. It's right mm-hmm. there at the very top. You go ahead and schedule your own appointment. Man, Matt, this has been a phenomenal episode, man. Thanks again. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> and it's crazy. I came on, you know, minute one, and, and now I'm leaving at whatever minute we are, a lot different. So it's, it's amazing. Thank you. Beautiful. Hey, you guys, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.